welcome into episode 37 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I am here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. How you guys doing? Doing great. How you doing? Ah, uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Just hanging out. Glad it's Friday. So uh, weekend's Friday here. Too. Yes. Get some, get some football again. Getting closer. Man. Yeah, this last is, night this was is just like a the turning point. But this is like the turning point in the season. Like this is like make or break time for like a lot of leagues and you know where the playoffs are gonna be taking shape, you know. I mean not in our league of record because it's so close, but uh this is a this is a really important week, you know. Anybody getting a win this week is really put making a good push. So Yep, those five and four teams are five, four and five. five. Yeah, four, yep, Everybody's four and five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have that little half game lead on everybody, or game lead on everybody. Yeah, yeah. one game at five and four, but you're behind in points behind the two people right behind you. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then I'm my, like, I'm like right sucks. behind them, but next to you in points. Yeah, it's it's brutal. That's a fun. That that league is going to be. It's going to come down to the very end like oh yeah oh yeah the last week will <laughs> determine the last playoff spot almost certainly yeah that's when i miss the playoffs every year is <laughs> the last week of the season last year was winning get in and i lost and this year is going to be winning get in and i play zach again and i'm gonna lose it's just out because he'll have jamar chase back by then you know jonathan taylor should be hitting his stride so you know, we'll see do yeah. the Colts hit a stride this year? Uh, probably not. Like, probably not at all. But not as long as they keep starting Ellinger. We'll see what Jeff Saturday does on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did call out the Raiders. So if his team looks worse than the Raiders this week, it's going to be really funny. So yeah, uh, it's not. It's not hard to look better than the Raiders. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, should we hop into the Thursday night football recap? Let's do it. We watched that game. All right. So the <laughs> Panthers defeated the Falcons 25 to 15. Uh, this was just a, a whole lot of running. Actually, there was more passing toward the end of this game than I thought there was going to be, honestly. But, I mean, basically, Foreman ran all over the Falcons. He had 31 attempts, 130 yards, and a touchdown. He looks really good. Like, if you manage Dude. to pick him up when – you know, they traded CMC right before they traded CMC. Like, you got yourself a nice RB2 the rest of the season. Like, yeah, he runs with power. Yeah. Yep. Uh, LaVisca Sinault got another touchdown on a, what, like 30-something yard run? Um, I think that came out of nowhere. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know he had, like, two carries for 43 oh, right. yards. So, um, but, you know, I, I don't know what was up with uh, Chuba Hubbard. Like, why they didn't really use him when he was healthy. I mean, I know, you know, Foreman looked really good, but I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a back split backfield between those two, but they also, you know, split it with uh Blackshear as well. So, but Foreman's I, the clear, the clear one a in this whole thing. For sure. I think Hubbard is just getting worked back in and it will probably be Foreman, you know, like as the one a, and then Hubbard as, as the, you know, change the pace back. But if Blackshear, you know, impressed him and he's going to get some work, then yeah, it's really just detrimental to her, her Hubbard and that's too bad for him. But he hasn't looked impressive on his carries anyways. Yeah. 
As far as everything else for Carolina, the pass catchers and stuff, not much of a day. Um, few few passes sprinkled here and there, but not a lot of yardage through the air. Uh, Mariota had a decent fantasy day, not so much uh, NFL day. Um, Arthur Smith did clarify and say that they had no plans to put Desmond Ritter in at any point during the game. He was 19 for 30, 186 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. He did have 43 yards rushing. Um, Drake London caught his third touchdown of the season, and Kyle Pitts was targeted eight times, but seven of them were deemed uncatchable. Yeah, uh, he had two catches, by the way. So yeah. he caught one that was deemed uncatchable. Yeah, it. <laughs> I don't even know what is going on there. Um, I feel so bad for Kyle Pitts because, I mean, some of those tosses that Mariota had were dimes to some other dudes. Uh, was it Demir Bird? Is that the... the... Yeah. yeah. Dude. Bird had the... two really nice catches <laughs> on two really nice throws from Mariota when he was wide open out there. Yeah, and then he can't hit Kyle Pitts in just a wide open stride to go to, into the end zone, it looks like. It's crazy to me. The thing that made no sense to me at all fourth and 10 end of the game and you have Kyle Pitts blocking like (laughs) your best receiver hands down the best guy you have out there and you're using him as a blocker on fourth and 10 to end the game like I just I have no idea what was going on there uh Tyler Algier had minus 17 receiving yards (laughs) (laughs) this is one of my favorite stats (laughs) oh my gosh that's so bad i I think at the end of the game they mentioned that it like tied the worst receiving yard uh game that a running back has ever had so he did end up having more rushing attempts and targets though than cordero patterson which was really surprising to me like why they weren't feeding patterson they weren't using him i I honestly i thought this was going to be like a you know multi-touchdown game for patterson i thought he was going to be really involved and it was just non-existent do you think maybe it's because he was coming off injury and it's a short week and they didn't really want to like give him 20 touches again after what he did last week? But this is a must win game. Like if, if I don't know, it just didn't make sense to yeah, me. Like why you're right. not using your best player either. Yeah. I you think you're, you're probably right that it was a must win game. There's gotta be something to it though. I mean, it's, it's probably just an age thing. He's, 31 years old or whatever and yeah. it's hard to come back i mean we're looking at keenan allen missing another week so yeah. we're seeing it's, guys that are at that 30 year old point it it's not the same to come back from a little injury yeah the panthers cornerback dante jackson did suffer a torn achilles in this game that's not terrible news for them yeah. uh you know their their secondary has been playing okay um you know they they started the year really good they were getting you know, interceptions like crazy to start the season and stuff. This is going to be a big hit for them um, going forward. So, but other than that, the whole defense, unfortunately, it was was kind of a slow game. Um, There was some exciting moments every once in a while, but it was a miss kicks, three miss point afters. Yeah, it was a Thursday night game. (laughs) Uh, There was bad weather too. It was pretty brutal out there. So I will give the kickers a little bit of, you know, a little grace on that, but. Uh, yeah, it was not not a pretty game. Yep, agreed, agreed. Well, you guys got anything else to add on this game? Man, just that it, it ended with back-to-back sacks on Mariota, and I don't think I've seen something look so sad on an NFL field in, in a couple weeks at least. <laughs> where he had like, a, he got like three step backs, and then boom, he was just 
hit the ground he was level yeah. over and over again. Yeah, there are times when he's holding the ball too long or he's trying to do things with his feet to get out of there and he gets himself sacked. There are other times where this O-line looks flat out bad and does not protect him at all. So, yeah. you know, the, it's a bad combination right it, there. He eked out a decent fantasy game, but it, I, I'm worried about the future as far as starting him goes, uh, in like especially in as a streamer in a one QB league, just because that aligns so bad that if they get shut out, they're not going to, he's not going to have, to, you know, a two touchdown game and save his fantasy league. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's not, he doesn't throw too many touchdowns. So, nope. You know, that, that, did or that many yards, it's another sub 200 yard game. It's not, you know, it's not pretty. Yeah. It's nothing, nothing to go off of there, but. All right, well, let's hop into the daily roundabout. Uh, there's quite a few players that have already been ruled out. Keenan Allen's been ruled out um, again, which is just shocking to me. But that makes uh, Palmer another smash play, especially in full PPR leagues. Um, Marshawn Lattimore has been ruled out again for the Saints, uh, you know, which is kind of good news for the the Steelers um, in – you know, Pickens and uh, Deontay Johnson this week. Uh, Russell Gage has been ruled out. Um, and Mecole Hardman has been ruled out as well. Uh, Josh Allen is considered a game time decision. I personally think he plays. I know a lot of people have been saying that they don't, they don't think he's going to, um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he plays. I saw that video of him today, basically practicing without a brace on. And then the media shows up and he like runs off the field. Which really the, made me laugh. So the reason I said in the group chat earlier that I didn't think he was going to play is like, I don't think like, I think he would love to play. I think he wants to play and is probably trying to get the coaches to let him. And I don't think the coaches in that franchise are interested in risking their franchise quarterback over, you know, a mid season game that like they could the possibly whole, lose you know, anyways. Yeah, and it's a, it's not in division. It's not even in the conference. It's like yeah. it, it's one of those games where it's like, man, this this really on the big scheme of things is not all that important. So yeah, like it's a win in this is more about like posturing than anything else. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray is also a game time decision, but is expected to play on Sunday. Uh, Gosh, Matt Stafford. I hope so. Yeah, but I think he'll be limited in his rushing, though, even if he I does know, play. I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried about starting him, and I don't really, like, I don't know if I have other good options. Like, I'm considering starting Goff over him in our Dynasty League. Yeah. I, I It wouldn't be a bad choice to pivot. <laughs> yeah, like, they're going to finish close, probably. I don't It's so hard, though, because Kyler, he has the weapons to be able to throw to. Like, he still has Ertz, and he still has Hopkins that can just give him a great day regardless. And Rondale is one of those kind of rack guys where he can, you know, he can take something from short yardage and make big plays. Yeah. So if he goes, it's hard to take him out of your lineup. Like if he's playing, it's so hard to pull him out of your lineup. It really is. And Goff's floor is so low. That's what worries me is that like, if Goff has a, like if Kyler has a bad game, it's probably still 10 points. In our, yeah. you know, in our scoring, if golf has a bad game, it could be like one to three points in my quarterback <laughs> yeah. position. And that's like, you know, th- that's a, a huge difference there when you're talking about how, it, how it adds up on your team. So, yeah. Well, whoever you start, I'm starting, I hope they don't have a great day. 
I'm starting Daniel Jones over <laughs> Kyler in our two QB league. So, yeah, I think at. that's fine because I think you're not losing the floor completely beneath you. Like Daniel yeah. Jones is going to run a little bit. It's in a matchup where they're favored. So like if he is getting out there and running, he's probably going to have like good efficiency numbers and stuff. So he could easily run for a touchdown as well, which would bring up his fantasy points for, for the QB position. So they're all nice things. I think Daniel Jones is a good play this week. I'd probably play him over Kyler. Uh, yeah. You know, assuming Kyler's somewhat limited. Yeah. It's a hamstring, right? For Kyler. Yep. yep. Hamstring. Yep. Uh, Matt Stafford is also a game time decision. He did get into practice today. So there's a chance he plays, but I would pay very close attention to that. Yeah. I, and that's I'm concussion leaning protocol, a little right? bit more. Yep. Yeah. I'm leaning a little bit more that he doesn't play. Um, just the, the line too has shifted in that game. So I think the Vegas is leaning toward him not playing as well. Um, and John Wolford is the backup there and like Wolf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's okay. Uh, he's, he's not the worst backup in the league. The, the news out of LA was that they are entirely confident if they need to start John Wolford this week. <laughs> John Wolford may be better than any quarterback on the Carolina roster or the Atlanta roster. That's not saying a lot. No, so. it's not. It's but absolutely I, I not. Can see that. He, yeah. he should be a backup, and all well, of those guys should be too. Matt Stafford hasn't looked that much better than any of those guys. This, this yeah. He's had a rough go of it. So, yeah, Wolford may be an upgrade for Allen Robinson. Yeah. He's certainly uh, not for cop. No. no. Ryan Tannehill is also questionable against the Broncos. Man, if, if, if poor, uh, uh, What's Malik his name? Willis, oh. that... Malik yeah. Willis has to yeah. go. Oh man, I'll feel so bad. Like, yeah, that's a that's a tough matchup for him. Um, they're they're gonna feed because they we can almost stack the box a little bit more against Henry if if he goes because our corners can cover pretty good on single coverage, especially against that receiving core. So, hey man, Traylon uh, Burks coming back. <laughs> I'm just messing yeah, around. Don't worry. That's... <laughs> Start would you guys him. play? Would you guys you. play Traylon at all? No, no, no chance. I wouldn't either. No way. Yeah, I would avoid Not it this completely week. this week. This yeah, week, I, I, mean, I wouldn't. But going forward, he he's interesting to me. He could throw the ball fourteen times this week, dude. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, they had seven yards against the Chiefs in the second half. I mean, and the Chiefs' defense gives up yards and points, so. Yeah. Like, what is that? Chiefs also win games, though, and they were trying to win that game. True. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's what you're saying. Like, the Chiefs were able to shut them down and get seven yards in a whole half. Like, who wins this game? Titans. Titans. Broncos. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I'd really say, I I think even if Tannehill plays, Broncos still win. I don't think so. Yeah, I think even if he doesn't, (laughs) the Titans still win. You want to water bet it? You haven't paid out your last one. I haven't seen you. No, we'll we, pay them all out the same time. We, need to, right. we need to get together. All right. I'll water bet this one. Okay. So you're taking the Titans. I'm taking the Broncos. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming off a bye. I'm confident in this one. All right. Put it in the show doc. Well, yeah, we'll have to put it in the show doc. So we remember it. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's talk about flex, baby. 
Let's talk about flex, baby. I knew you guys would follow that one up for me. Um, Let's just jump into a few different players that, you know, people could be, you know, up in the air trying to decide on, you know, can you flex them or even some of these guys starting like a running back or wide receiver position this week. You know, the first ones I want to talk about because we saw that split in the backfield last week is Jeff Wilson Jr. and, you know, Raheem Mostert. You know, where are you guys at with both of those guys? Would you flex either one or is there one you would lean on a little bit more? Uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about Jeff Wilson some more later, but that's the way that I would go. I don't know what happened and why they the team decided to just give everything to Jeff Wilson in the second half of a game that was very competitive. But I would go with what the team's doing. They went and traded and got Jeff Wilson. I know part of that was because they got rid of Chase Edmonds, but I don't think they've been super satisfied with what they've gotten out of Edmonds or Mostert this year. And I think they liked kind of having somebody switch it up a little bit. So I think I'd prefer to go Jeff Wilson this week over Mostert if I had to choose between the two of them. I'm kind of the same way, um, honestly. And, you know, I've been I've been going back and forth. I have Jeff Wilson in our league of record. I don't know, you know, if I would start him over any of the three guys that I have in right now. You know, I've got Juju, Kirk, and Palmer. You know, would you start him over any of those three guys? I don't think so. Are you – you're playing against me in league of record, right? Yeah, so Jordan, you answer and this. Actually, no, no, listen, <laughs> because you're projected to, to outscore me, I probably would anyways, because I think the floor is. I'm not so projected to outscore you. You are projected well, to outscore me. How is that me. possible? My team <laughs> I sucks. like 92 points a game. <laughs> yeah, well, you may be projected to score over 100, but you won't. So I'm not <laughs> right, worried. Right, anymore. right. Good call. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's like it's like who, Zach are, who, who are the options? Paul, Josh Palmer, I would start over Jeff Wilson. Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk. Uh, definitely. Chris, then, we we mentioned Christian Kirk as a poten- as potentially putting him in this flex conversation. Christian Kirk is wide receiver nine on the season. Like he's he's having a fantastic year, and he should be in your lineup every week. Was, you want to know what's I funny about all Christian kind of Kirk? Agreed on that after looking at it some more. What's you know that? What's funny? The three weeks that I've started Christian Kirk this season, because uh, I traded for him in week four. Uh, so I started him week five. He scored me 1.6. I, I then started him week week six, and he scored me 8.8. And I got frustrated, so I benched him. And then he scored 13.6. And I was like, fine, okay. I put him back in my lineup. He got me 5.5. So I got mad again, and I benched him again. And he scored 17.6 last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Because over the last five weeks or whatever, he's not wide receiver nine. He's probably wide receiver 33. So, okay, yeah, I mean, but he's... wide receivers do this. Like, they're, they're very inconsistent compared to, like, you know, running backs in the same range usually, especially at the top end. And matchup based, um, I like it this week. He is getting, he does have Kansas City. They're gonna have to throw the ball quite a bit, and Kansas City can give up yards. Exactly. So. Oh, that's that's another player that I was uh, considering, like picking up and playing over Kyler was uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I actually was considering Trevor Lawrence this week as well. So, you know, but I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I do have Jeff Wilson, did. but. I don't even think I could put down Juju 
you know, I, I can't bench Juju either, especially I'd with people hard. Yeah, exactly. So um, another player to kind of talk about that has been really down as of late is Michael Pittman Jr. Um, we talked a little bit before the show about Michael Pittman, but like, you know, where are you guys at with him right now? I mean, his uh, last few weeks, uh, let's see, his numbers in a half PPR have been, he had that 19.9 game week six against Jacksonville. And then since then he's had 6.8, 8.8 and 3.7, but he's getting, you know, he's, he's had consistent targets, nine targets, nine targets and six targets, just the yards and the touchdowns haven't came. He's only had one touchdown the season and that was week one. But I mean, you know, with Ellinger out there, granted, you know, he's played against some decent, well, I can't even say that. I mean, he had Tennessee's defense and Washington's defense, which give up yards. Last week was New England. So, you know, but he does have he does have Vegas this week. So are you comfortable putting him back out there this week? Not comfortable. No. If, if I have better options, like any of the guys that we've kind of talked about before this, I would start any of them over him. So, OK, what it, about like he's entirely someone... limited by the offense? Like he's good, but yeah. What about um let me just name a couple players that like are on waivers for us or someone that's not on waivers for us, but for somebody else, but like Matt Collins. I'd go Pittman. I I think I'd go Pittman too, but I don't think Hollins is a bad play this week. Donovan Peoples Jones. I'd, I'd go, go Pittman. Pittman. Zay Jones. I think I, I might go Zay Jones. Go Zay Jones. See, I kind of, I think I would go Zay Jones too. He's not on our waivers, but I know he's on a lot of people's waivers. Uh, and I, I kind of like Zay Jones this week. I do um, too. I almost so played him in DFS. Yeah. I did play him in DFS. Hey. I did play Mac Hollins in DFS. So, ah, okay. cool. Well, We're all between... gonna have some differences this week. I think <laughs> it was between Zay Jones and Mac Hollins for me. So, uh, and I, I leaned the the Zay Jones side. So. We've almost always had quite like several players overlap in our DFS lineups. This week might be different. Yeah, this it is might a tough be kind of so. all over the place because it's yeah, yeah. There's not like any clear matchups where it's like, oh, this matchup like is gonna be gangbusters, you know? Like, <laughs> yep. Where you're exactly. like, let me let me try and get three players in this matchup. And <laughs> yeah, I still managed yeah. to do it. I, I got <laughs> two from one team. Um, but. Uh, Another one we've got is uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, you know, as of late, Mooney has been playing better. That offense has been playing better. In half PPR, his numbers haven't been fantastic, but let's see, last four weeks, 10.3, 6.8, 9.5, and 14. Um, yeah, and it's so a lot better terrible. in a PPR league. Um, he's actually getting quite a few receptions every game. Which yeah, he had seven last week, five the week before. Uh, he also had seven in week six against Washington, mm-hmm. and they are playing Detroit. The That's pa- what I'm saying. He's the benefit this week. The pass volume has increased a little bit for Justin Fields, and he's he's looked better. And so the offense is moving the ball a little better. It's given Mooney more opportunities than it than you know at the start of the year. I thought he was basically droppable. You know. Um, Whereas now, I think he's, yeah, yeah. I think, I think now, you know, you can look at him as a a potential flex option while fields is playing. Well, we'll see how it goes going forward, but this week I'd be interested in flexing him and he's in my DFS lineup. Okay. 
He's not in mine. He was in my other one, but he's not in this one. So, okay. um, a couple more I want to talk about: uh, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens going up against the Saints without Marshawn Lattimore. Both Give of them kind of interest me. Pickens is. I feel the same way. Yeah, I like Pickens this week. If you give um, me, if you ask me who has more targets, I think it's Deontay Johnson. But Pickens it, is going to have Deontay Johnson. Line. Pickens is scoring a touchdown this week. Is he in your DFS lineup? Yes. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but I was, I was already I, part of the reason I put him in my DFS lineup is because I was looking at playing him in my dynasty lineup, which I think I'm going to. I'm, I'm pretty confident in him this week with no Lattimore out there um, that they're going to try and get him going. So, so here's some crazy numbers though for you for Deontay Johnson. Okay. This gives me the idea that positive regression is coming for him because he had 13 targets against Buffalo, seven against Tampa Bay, 10 against Miami, and nine against Philly. And those are pretty good defenses to go up against. They're off coming off of a bye week. And then, you know, without Lattimore, I, I think there's a chance that Deontay and Pickens both score, especially with Claypool out of the picture. So there's a chance. I I think you could be okay starting both, like flexing both, depending on you know which one you have. Um, In a full PPR, I'm more confident playing Deontay because he's going to have those targets. But yes. outside of that, I'd rather play Pickens and just hope that he you know can make an acrobatic catch in the end zone because I think he can. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But he's only had one touchdown on the season, and he, last week he or not last week, but last time we saw him play before the bye, he put up a donut. So. Yeah, he did. I, I, that's part of why I think he's due for positive regression, yeah. and that the team is going to intentionally try and get him the ball. Is after a performance like that, and after trading away Chase Claypool, they need to try and get another piece of this offense going. It can't just be like throw the ball to Deontay Johnson for only a handful of yards throw it to Pat Fryermuth for a handful of yards, let Najee run for one yard, and then punt yeah. the ball. Like, yeah, because the week before you know, that against Miami, he had six receptions on six targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, you missed the part where you take a, the, take a sack in there too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, let's jump over to another player. Actually, we can talk about both running backs essentially, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Um, you know, how do we feel about them this week going against up up against a really banged up Green Bay offense? I think you can start Zeke. I think you can start Pollard. Pollard said that he would be starting Zeke in fantasy football this week. I yeah. think I think it's a really nice week for Zeke as long as he's playing. Because it still sounds like he's questionable right now, but I think he's gonna play and nice. I think he's gonna play well. Yep. And then I, I I'm okay with flexing Pollard. I'm asking for a friend. Um, he's a really good friend of the show, listens every episode. Um, he's got Juju, Kirk, and Palmer. And would you start Zeke over any of those guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would start him over Palmer. I wouldn't start him over Juju. I wouldn't I would either. I would start him I wouldn't over... start him over Kirk. No, I wouldn't start him over Kirk either. Well... So it's like Palmer or nothing. Like, yeah, start like him do, over do Palmer. They, like, do they do. limit him? Like, that's my worry. Cause, like, like, why is he still, like, why does he still have a questionable tag? Why is it still kind of up in the air? 
you know, on if he's going to play. I mean, he gets Why are the Bills the running Josh Allen off the field when the uh, press comes around? <laughs> well played, sir. Well why, played. Why do these teams do any of this crap, you know? So why would you start him over Palmer, though? I'm curious. With no, you know, going against San Francisco, I feel like they're going to have to pass the ball, and there's really not many people that can catch. And the two games that he's played without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, he had 12 targets and 10 targets. Last week, 10 targets, 106 yards, no touchdowns, but still, you know, 14.6 points and a half PPR league. My worry is that this offense isn't going to be able to do anything without their best cast pass catchers against the best secondary in the whole league. I mean, San Francisco is allowing nothing. I wouldn't say that there's, they're actually ranked 22nd in adjusted schedule against the wide receiver position. Okay, but this is not the starting wide receiver core for the Chargers. This is their backups against. I mean, I understand that. Performing really well against starting wide receivers. God, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can bench Palmer. I see where you guys are coming from, but I don't know if I can bench Palmer. Well, I don't think you should bench him in in lieu of better options, but where I think Zeke is a better option this week where I'm coming from is that I don't think green Bay is going to be able to do anything against Dallas. They have no pass catching options. Aaron Jones is banged up. I know that he's going to play, but um, Dylan's done nothing all year. Aaron Jones has had a couple down games. He could eat. This could easily be one against a tough Dallas defense. And that's going to leave Dallas in a spot where they can do exactly what they want, which is just run the ball 25 times with Ezekiel Elliott. So, yeah, I think he'll score a touchdown. I think he'll touch the ball an absolute ton as long as he's playing. And if he's not playing, Tony Pollard's a top five play. Agreed. Yeah. And even if he is playing in that change of pace role, Tony Pollard's going to have enough enough volume and enough efficiency to get it done. So, yeah, I I like Pollard this week regardless. Um, So another running back in the flex, you know, region right now, uh, Devin Singletary. You know, where are you guys at with him with the possibility of them not running Josh Allen as much if he does play? And if yeah, he doesn't play, you I know. I think that's where the upside lies is that, you know, if they're if they're in the red zone and they're hoping to, to run it in, Josh Allen might not be the first option right now, which usually he is. Word. Yeah. I agree. Which I could see more checkdowns. I could see, and especially if Case Keenum does end up going, I could see more checkdowns to Devin Singletary. Like I, I kind of really like Devin Singletary this week. Remember when um, Case Keenum played with Jarek McKinnon and he was like throwing him the ball a million times right. a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would that. play Singletary for sure this week. Yeah, I like Singletary. Okay, Singletary. I don't. This isn't asking for a friend anymore. Uh, <laughs> Singletary or Zeke. Zeke. Uh, that's hard. I think I'd go Singletary. I'd play Singletary over Pollard, though, unless Zeke doesn't play, in which case I'd, I'd play Pollard. Right, Pollard's then in your lineup. But yeah. but yeah, I'd go Zeke, Singletary, Pollard. Okay. Is there anybody Where else you guys want to talk about? There? I like He's Jeff Wilson over... I like Jeff Wilson over Singletary. I disagree. I'd take Singletary over Jeff Wilson. I would too. I just I think I think there's a really good chance Jeff Jeff Wilson I, at least scores one touchdown this week. You know, if Zeke's for sure going, I might play Jeff Wilson over Pollard, but I don't think I'd play him over Singletary this week because yeah. of the 
situation in Buffalo where they just, they just may have to use Singletary more. And he's, he's shown that he's the guy there when they need to use the running back. Heck so yeah. that's, I, I, I would go with that. Yeah. I mean, I can, yeah, I can see it. I mean, it's I a good offense too. Like the bills could put up a ton of points and if they need to use Devin Singletary to do it, then he could easily have a two or three touchdown game. And there's, you know, that's, tough for a Jeff Wilson to do because there's so many other options there. Like there, I mean, there's a lot for the bills too. And Miami puts mm-hmm. up points. It's tough. It's probably it pretty close, but I think I'd, I'd take Singletary. Okay. All right. Well, we are now officially halfway through the 2022 season. Um, let's uh, let's, let's hop into, let's give our per, per, what? predictions. Um, we've That's talked about one. doing this. Um, you know, and we're, we're finally going to be able to throw it out there. So, uh, why don't, uh, Josh, who do you got going to the Super Bowl uh, this season? All right. I think it's going to be Bills and Eagles in the Super Bowl and the Eagles are going to take it 24 to 20. God, poor Bills. Could you imagine if they get there again and actually lose? Oh, yeah, I can't imagine it. I can see it happening. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jordan, what about you? Who do you see going to the Super Bowl? I'm going Chiefs Eagles. Chiefs take it 20 to 17. Okay. I also have the Bills and Eagles, but I have the Bills winning 24-21. Man, so, we all think okay. the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. We huh? all think the Eagles are going. They are the yeah. best team in the NFC. It doesn't yep. look particularly close to me. No, it doesn't look that close. No. All right. Well, let's hop into MVP. Josh, who do you think wins MVP this year? Uh, it saddens me to say it, but I think Patrick Mahomes wins it again. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Jordan? I'm going with Hertz. Yeah. I've noticed in a lot of these, Jordan, mine and yours are very similar. Um, but uh, You guys, a lot of these took the other person that I was thinking, maybe it'd be this guy. Yeah, yeah. Almost every situation where I took somebody that Josh didn't take, I would have picked who he took if I didn't just like my guy slightly more like right. yours was my second for sure i also i also have hurts as well um as my mvp as of right now i just don't i think he's kind of going to run away with it i think that loss uh the the end of that bills jets game kind of hurt uh josh allen's chances at at mvp mm-hmm. um is, I think is you're kind right. of the way i look at it um Let's go into our comeback player of the year. Uh, Josh, who do you got? Geno Smith, man. I could see it. I mean, I, I really could. The only the only reason why I think it's going to hurt him more as like a comeback player of the year is just like he, he didn't have that injury or something last year, you know? Um, I like, I, I actually, I mean, I like the, the choice, but I could – I could see a couple of other players. I, I was torn between, honestly, between mine and uh, I'll, I'll say it in a second. But Jordan, who do you got? I got Geno Smith as well. Okay. Yeah. So I was torn, honestly, between Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Um, I thought I, about I just, Christian McCaffrey and I yeah. thought about Barkley as well. Those were kind of the other two I was looking at. Yeah. yeah I, I ended up going with Barkley just because – the way his season is going, how good he's playing, and the record of the Giants right now, I could just see him kind of taking it. Um, but let's get into uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Josh, who do you got? 
I think he's having an MVP caliber season. It's Tyreek Hill. I like yeah. that pick a lot. That that was uh, pro- probably my 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 second choice. Um, I think the only thing that's hurting him is 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 how few touchdowns he has this season. Now I yeah. think that could go up, but I think that's probably the only thing that's actually hurting him as far as winning Offensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going hurts. Hurts. I also am going hurts. Um, he's just <laughs> playing. He's playing phenomenal right now. For like, sure. It's not just the running game. It's it's the passing game. It's how he's running the offense. I I agree. I I, I really it's also like the hurts. consistency. Like it's it's yes. week in week out. It's why they're eight and zero. Is that he is he doesn't take a single play off. Like both of these <laughs> dudes, Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Hurts, are both consistent oh yeah the thing, yeah. The thing yeah. i do yeah. like about no. hill is he did it even with backups you yeah know? Uh-huh. um and, and i think that really helps him but i think that hurt his touchdowns so i think that's what kind of could hurt him from getting that is mm-hmm. the backups might have hurt him a little bit there but if he breaks the if he breaks the passing or the receiving record i think it would be hard not to give it to him i agree plus you know? if hurts wins mvp then they probably will give it to him because they like to kind of diversify a little bit yeah yeah. Well, and and with Tua back now, if he were able to get up to double digit touchdowns, then you know, then it's, it's probably possible. If he yeah. broke the the receiving yards record and had uh you know 10, 11 touchdowns, he's probably fine. Tua's completing yep. everything too. <laughs> Applause to Tua. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's showing out. All right, let's get into defensive player of the year. Uh Josh, who do you got? Mine was different than your guys' this time. I took Matthew Judon. He is in every play for the New England Patriots. It's a really good it. pick. But I'm going Parsons. I think Parsons yeah. is the obvious pick. I'm just yeah. taking a little uh yeah, dude, doing a little I don't think there's much of a chance that he doesn't win it, honestly. No, he is um, the odds on favorite right now uh-huh. in Vegas, and it's by quite a bit, and I am agreeing with Vegas I'm, on this one. It's Parsons. I'm kind of banking that the the Pats will make the playoffs on just the back of this defense, and they'll have to choose Matthew Judon as the, you know, figurehead. I of still that. think Parsons would get it. That defense You're probably right. been almost on. Like, they've been so good this year. Um, so, all right, let's get into, this is finally one that we all three have someone different. So let's get into offensive rookie of the year. Josh, who do you got? Chris Olave. He's consistent. He doesn't have great QB play. It doesn't matter. I could see it. Uh, I could see it as well, but I'm going Kenny Pickett. They like to give these awards to quarterbacks. So I'm going Kenny Pickett. Yeah, they do like to give them to quarterbacks when they play good. Um, (laughs) Right. So uh, I am going with him, himself, Ken Walker. Odds on. He's he's the favorite to win He's a monster. He is killing it. He's he's got five touchdown, five straight games, two, two touchdown games. Like if he continues on this path, I don't see that. I don't know how you cannot give it to him. Like, yeah, he's I, I, I if. Brees Hall wouldn't have got hurt. It would my choice hundred percent would have been Brees Hall. But uh Same. now that Ken Walker is just taking over the running back position, like I, I love him rest of the season. I like his schedule rest of the season. I just think he's like if he scores a touchdown again this week, which I think there's a good chance that he does because Tampa Bay's defensive line is pretty banged up right now. Uh 
I just I think he runs away with it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to to <laughs> Damian Pierce as as another candidate. Yeah. Honorable mention. Yes, yes, I do like Damian Pierce as well. Uh, they're feeding him, so oh yeah. yeah if they yeah. were winning any games, it would be different. Yeah, but. for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's not going to be a uh, a lot to this one, but uh, defensive <laughs> rookie of the year, <laughs> Josh. Who do you got? I got the sauce. Oh, the sauce covered in sauce. <laughs> I'm going sauce as well. Whoa, that's crazy, guys. Because I chose sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how can you not, though? I mean, he hasn't a lot of touchdown this season. Um, They're winning I mean, games on his and DJ Reed's performance. He's so sticky. I think he is getting away with a few pass interference calls Man. in a few games. It's not to name one. If, you're, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to be a little sneaky with it, and obviously he's pretty good. So, um, Okay, well, let's jump into Coach of the Year. Josh, who do you got? I'm taking the old man, Pete Carroll. Peach Cobbler. Peach Cobbler. Nobody thought that Russ leaving. Everybody everybody thought this was going to be Pete Pete Carroll's last year, and he would go out, you know, almost disgraced. Not disgraced, but, like, not on a good note. And why would you not want Pete Carroll around next year? Yep. Yeah. All right. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going with uh, Nick Sirianni. Okay. I was going to go Nick Sirianni, but just because I'm going to, I'm going to change it up a little bit here. I I am going to go with, I was torn between Nick Sirianni and I'm going to go with Mike McDaniel. Nice. Uh, I think he's done a phenomenal job in with the, the dolphins and like their, that offense is just playing incredible. Yeah. The defense isn't doing so hot, but I mean, he certainly has shown what that team can do. So I'm just going to shoot it right there. I don't see how Sirianni can't do it with if they finish, you know, with one or two losses this year. I don't yeah, see how they yeah. can't give it to him um, because that's a big turnaround. But just um, dominating the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, all right. Well, I think it is time then to jump into uh, the DFS. So, oh, boy. All right. It's a smackdown. This was a very, very close week. That's the wrong uh, alarm. It was the wrong alarm. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the one go. I want. <laughs> uh, uh, my bad. I was like, <laughs> wait a second. I didn't feel smacked <laughs> down. I didn't enough. feel smacked. <laughs> Stupid host. Uh, yeah. We love yeah. it. Yeah. Our one. I had to mess up one. I had to mess up one time in this freaking episode. In this podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I squeaked out the win, one forty-two point eight. Uh, Jordan was at one forty-one point one eight. And Josh was. One thirty six point two eight. Not even bad. Um, no, <laughs> phenomenal week. Like I said, when I was adding these up and I was doing everything, and I was like, "Whoa, oh, that was close." And then it was like Jordan's, and it was like, "Oh crap!" Like I won by less than a. It was like a little over a point, and then I was adding yours up, and the, like the totals were like going up, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be really close." <laughs> yeah, it ended ended super close. So, um, hey, all hey. right, well, yeah. 
if we're already if we're already using that i'm a loser baby drop we can we can definitely use the let's talk about sex baby drop <laughs> yeah i i agree i think we can do that yeah all right well let's hop into it um so uh josh who do you got at quarterback i took Tua Tagovailoa. Tua, I had a feeling Tua was in my other one. It's so. Tua time, baby. Yeah. Um, almost who I went with. Yep, Tua was in my other one. But all right, Jordan, who do you got at quarterback? I went with Justin Fields for sixty five hundred. Okay, we all have different quarterbacks. I went with Jared Goff for fifty five hundred. Ao. Yeah. Uh, this is probably gonna. Bite me in the butt, but I think it I will. did it anyways. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Who are your two running backs? All right. Josh. I went pretty cheap this week, actually. Um, usually I'd, I spend up on RB, but I went with David Montgomery for 6000 and Jamal Williams for 5900 Okay. Hey. All right. Well, we kind of had similar thoughts because I also took Jamal Williams 5900 I was going to go cheap at running back, but then I had so much left for my flex. I kind of moved things around and I took Derrick Henry, 8,300. Oh, not cheap. How do you accidentally move around up to 8,300? <laughs> you know, it just worked out that way. So, <laughs> Okay, okay. I went uh, Travis Etienne, 7,100 and David Montgomery, 6,000. Oh, yep. all right. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, three wide receivers, Josh. Okay, well, this is the reason I didn't have money to mess around and go get a Derrick Henry. I took Tyreek Hill for my Tua stack with for 9,100. Oh. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> and oh. I took Jalen Waddle for 7,600. Oh, you went the double stack. The double stack, dude. Yeah, and then I got Matt Collins for 4,200. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I stacked Darnell Mooney. He was only 5,500, so I thought that was a, a good way to go. I took uh, George Pickens for 5,000, and I also took Jalen Waddle 7,600. Mm. I'm going to keep <laughs> rolling with him, man. He's been just out of this world. So I know that he's behind Tyreek, but he's also quite a bit cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Well, I took uh, Devontae Adams. At 8,700. Um, I took Zay Jones at 4,400. And I also took Jalen Waddell at <laughs> 7,600. All right. So, um, all right, Josh, why don't you give your tight end, your flex, and your defense? All right. I took Greg Dulcich for 3,400 at the tight end. I got uh, Traquan Smith for 4,300 in the flex. And Steelers D for twenty eight hundred with the return of of TJ Watt. Okay. I almost went there. I uh, I took Juwan Johnson for the Saints three thousand at tight end. Uh, at my flex, I took Jeff Wilson for fifty five hundred. And my defense, I took the Arizona Cardinals twenty seven hundred. Okay, I took uh, Greg Dulcich. Also, 3,400. I also have George Pickens at 5,000. Okay. And I also took the Cardinals defense. Um, What was the Cardinals defense? Sorry, I just closed it because I was opening up for the... Oh, 2,700. 2,700, yeah. All right. I was opening it up to, to swap somebody out. So, 
Okay, um, okay, we can okay. just rush through now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait. So let's hear. Who do you have again at your wide? Oh, well, um, I think well, it's actually time for. Um, yeah. Time for the punishment. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's like my favorite one. It's so satisfying. Um. Okay. So give me your wide receivers again. All right. We had Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Mac Hollins, and in the flex, I had Traquan Smith. Okay. Um, Remember damn, what he not... did to you. Oh, I'm remembering. Who were your running backs again? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, David Montgomery and Jamal Williams. David Montgomery, Jamal Williams. Oh. No. Oh. No. You know whoever you swap in is going to play well. <laughs> Rem- yeah, like, I, remember I, what oh, he did I, to I you, but also remember, my, remember, remember the, the curse. The <laughs> okay, I got to find someone that's on my team. Who's on my team? Yeah. All right. That's, so that's I got, the way to go. <laughs> um, all right, let's find someone on my team. So you have... this. I bet this is really good to listen to at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Montgomery 6,000. So who's around 6,000 that's on my team? Um, well, I'm starting Ken Walker and Camara, so I can't give you either one of those guys, but I have Juju, Kirk, and Palmer. So we could take away Waddle and we could give you Juju. That could help me. You could also hurt him. Uh, I, I can't take away Waddle and give you that because Waddle's 7,600. Oh, man. All right. Well, you're losing Tyree Kill then. Oh, I think that's the only way I can do it. Makes me sad. Except for you'd get Diggs, Adams, or Jefferson. Things could be worse. <laughs> God, this is terrible. This is hard. This is one of the harder weeks. Or I could take away Waddle. No, he doesn't have any. Oh, I could give you Amari Cooper. Oh be, God, that's a risky. You know how business. low the floor is there. <laughs> we also know how high the ceiling is. Yeah. Um, that's funny. They're in the same game too. Oh, you know what I really could do? Who is your quarterback? Tua. Tua. Oh, oh, oh. I could. I could give you Russ. Don't do that. Is that what you're doing? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to take away Tua. I'm going to start you in league of record. He's trying to guarantee a Broncos victory. (laughs) Not only only am I guaranteeing a Broncos victory, but I'm I'm forced to start Russ in two leagues. We're going to find out that this curse doesn't work on our own team preferences. (laughs) It has all season for me. Yeah. I gave him Juju, and that was the week Juju went off for like 22 points. Like, I can't do it for a Raider, and you can't do it for a Bronco. Yeah, well, we're gonna try it. Gonna it's better out. than two at least, because like literally the wide receivers, like I, there's not much I could swap out for you. Like yeah. I'm still giving you like a top tier wide receiver. I know, if he, I swap, Tyree costs like 500 more than anybody else. And I, yeah, I could take away one of your running backs, but like, I don't. I mean, yeah, I could give you like Najee. Like that was the one I was considering. Oh. Like I was considering oh. taking away Jamal and giving you Najee Harris. Oh, that's brutal. Like. And that that is pretty bad. It probably hurt more. Oh, it probably would, but I just don't want you to have Tua. And you so, don't have Najee, so 
What's yeah, the point? No, I, in, what's the point Najee. in giving Najee a huge week? Yeah, if I'm gonna <laughs> lose, in, if I'm gonna lose in DFS, I like I might as well give you like, like I might as well help my team. Yeah, so, got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's see. And that's not one of these. That is what you did to me. Like you gave me James Robinson. So. Yes, I did. And he <laughs> scored a touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> it just that's, that's how we do it. Oh, this is I don't so know good. if there's been any single one. Like, there's been some guys that didn't have like the greatest week. I think they all scored a touchdown, though. They every all single one. A touchdown. The greatest swap ever, though, has been the Chase Claypool one. Oh, man. That, that dude has done nothing all season. He had like the greatest week oh, ever man. Like, the week I swapped him out. <laughs> so, this has been the most entertaining thing ever for us. So, Claypool, so. That clip of him, like, losing the game for them just popped up on my timeline where he like takes forever celebrating his first time (laughs) (laughs) i like just watched that today and i was cracking up about it yeah all right well you guys can uh find us on our main twitter at best coast ff you can find me on twitter at bcff underscore brandon you can find me at bcff underscore jordan and i'm at bcff josh uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know um, who you think is going to win this week in the DFS SmackDown. I'm kind of curious. This is a this has been a pretty interesting one. We do have a few similar players, but not as much as we usually do. Uh, I'm glad the Waddle one at least cancels out everybody. So <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that kind of helps. Um, I wanted to talk about Waddle, but yeah, I'm hoping this is like the one week Hill scores like four points. It's not going to happen, but nope. like, we can all hope. So, four um, points on ten targets—that's wild. <laughs> hey, uh, look at uh, Kyle Pitts. So uh, <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it, it can happen. It can happen. So, all right. Well, I hope everybody has a great week ten, and everybody gets wins except for Josh because uh, I play him. <laughs> and other than uh, that, I hope you play me as well. Too. So. We're both rooting oh, against Brandon this week. We hope I, he loses. Gosh, I do play both you guys. Man, <laughs> that's brutal. Whatever. Let's you know, get I, it. I, I can afford to lose. In Let's go team worth. Team I can't. Yeah, team worthless. Oh, yeah. We've heard that before. <laughs> hey, well, you're going to hear it again all weekend. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I can't wait until uh, Derek Henry has four touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with that. Like, oh, wait, do you play okay it? with that? You're playing. I own him and I, yeah, I own him and I play against him. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I own him and play against him. So it's like celebrate and cry at the same time. And so. it's against your Broncos. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay. He's going to score four touchdowns. So, <laughs> yep. Oh, I got a counter offer. This is going to be fun. <laughs> All so. right. Play us out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I want to hear your offer, though. Okay, I got you guys.